is Monday. Yay. <laughs> and we're just a little bit closer to the elections. We talked about that last week. Hope you guys are still uh, listening and praying uh, for the elections that are coming up in just a couple of short weeks. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be glad when it's over. And uh, we're going to continue just to pray for our country even after the elections are over. If you missed the last several episodes of the podcast, let me explain why. Uh, We did a change on our website. And when we moved to the new design, somehow the link to the podcast was broken. And so it took us about two weeks to fix it. So I apologize for that. All of those podcasts that you missed were actually there. It's just that they couldn't be seen on iTunes. So uh, iTunes should have populated the podcast by now. If you missed them and uh, you were listening on Stitcher or on Overcast, the problem should have corrected itself. You can always go back if, if anything ever happens with iTunes, my podcast airs really faithfully Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over at my blog. So if you just go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast, the podcast will always be there. Uh, we appreciate your continued prayers as we're still trying to figure out a fix for the problem. We've just sort of put a Band-Aid on it, don't really have a fix for it. But I apologize for those of you who missed the last two weeks of the podcast. I uh, want to remind you that um, I am going to be in Tampa on the 4th and 5th, so the uh, weekend right before the election, I will be speaking on biblical literacy and the importance of biblical discernment at Fearless in Tampa. And if you know a friend uh, or you have, uh, you know, women friends, teenagers, you know, probably this is good for uh, kids who are at least, I would say, 16 or 17 or older uh, single, married, homeschooling, not homeschooling, uh, doesn't matter. This is a message for the generations. And so uh, we hope that you'll join us. Our entire family will be there along with a film crew because we're going to be filming uh, Fearless in Tampa this year. So hope that you'll join us. Registration for that is still open and we are expecting a great turnout. So really looking forward to that. want to say thank you to all the women who hosted me in Indianapolis this last weekend. Uh, love being there and looking forward to coming back next year. All right, I have a really special guest on the podcast with me. I figured Monday is a really good day for this guest because he's encouraging, he makes me laugh, he's hilarious, my kids love him, my family loves him, and most of you listening to this probably love him too. You probably know him. Uh, My friend Steve Demi is on the podcast with me today. Steve is the founder of uh, Matthew C., and almost every homeschooler on the planet that I know uh, has either used or at least knows about Matthew C., and he's also the founder of Building Faith Family. Steve has an incredible testimony and a really wonderful story uh, to share. And so I'm going to be just interviewing him today and uh, hearing his heart a little bit. And I know you guys are going to be blessed and encouraged. So Steve, welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thanks, Heidi. It's lovely to be here. Well, I'm excited just to, it's nice, like we were just saying off uh, off the show a few minutes ago, it's nice to hear your voice. I feel like we, you know, those of us who speak on the homeschool circuit, we see each other, we're like, you know, almost a traveling carnival. <laughs> for a few months out of the year. <laughs> and then we kind of go dark for like nine months while we try to like regain our, our wits about us. And so it's it's nice to be able to talk to you and hear your voice after after a couple of months off the road. Amen. I totally agree. It takes a while to recoup after all those uh, long, arduous weekends. It really, it really, in fact, it really does. I don't know that I have done that yet. I don't know if you've done it yet either. It, probably, it takes us until about February, I think, might be a good, uh, might be a good time frame. So you and your wife 
Sandra have been married since 1979. You guys have four sons and some beautiful uh, daughters-in-law and three grandkids. Is that right? Yep. Yep. And I know John, your fourth son, John, who has Down syndrome and lives with you guys in Pennsylvania. And uh, you have been speaking to homeschool audiences, obviously, for a very long time, mostly about math, but you changed, you really changed in the last several years, um, the focus, and you've written a kind of a new series of books that I have a hunch most of my audience doesn't know about. And so I'm wondering if you can explain kind of what you're up to now and why you why you changed direction uh, in your ministry focus and what uh, what your books are about. Well, I think... I'm, I'm scanning back, as you mentioned this, I've probably been speaking at homeschool conferences for over 25 years. And I used to do, as you said, both. But I was, I've always done family talks. And um, my favorite talks, the two of them were, the one was called The Family That Stays Together Stays Together, which I still get requests to do. And it was just all the stuff that we did as a family when we homeschooled our sons to just be together from having family worship times to working together, et cetera. And so I've been a pro-family advocate as long as I can remember. And then I would talk about having family worship, which was another uh, passion on my heart. And so having those two topics were the ones that drove me the most. And I wrote a book on family worship, but that was the only non-math book I wrote. And then in 2011, all of my sons had graduated from college. They were married. My older three, Johnny still wants to get married. You know that. Yes. But we, um, we, we started talking about, they were all working for Matthew C in some different capacity. And so the idea came up, why don't we have a family business? And the difference between having a one man entrepreneur slash dictator model, which is what it was up to that point. Mm-hmm. Sorry to say, but to have, uh, board members were each equally owned the same amount of shares in the company and they all had an equal vote and we would have a corporation and we would have board meetings. And my first thought was, Oh, cool. We can go need places for board meetings and write it off as a business expense. And all I could think of my optimistic nature was the positives. And then we hired a consultant to sit down with us at the table. And this consultant is calm presence and just the fact that he was a third party provided an atmosphere and a safe place where my wife and my sons could begin speaking to me about some issues I had that I had never heard. Maybe some of them I had, but I couldn't remember hearing them. And it was devastating to me because I thought this whole thing of homeschooling, you know, I marry a Christian girl and I'm a Christian man and we're just going to raise more Christians and we're going to extend the kingdom. And I had no idea um, there's more to it. In fact, in some ways, I think the reason we have children is to help us to grow up and be more mature in Christ. Boy, amen it's to that. It's a joint venture. It's a double-edged sword. And it's not just us teaching our children, but us learning with our children and us learning from our children. And uh, at one point, I was devastated because I found out that here, I'm the father and the husband. I'm supposed to be protecting and providing for and providing uh, safe haven for my family. And now I'm a major source of the pain that I've caused to my wife and my kids. And um, I was undone. Mm. And without going into all the details, which I did in the book, I wrote uh, a book about this. This was uh, Crisis to Christ. uh, Is that right? 
if this is crisis to Christ. But through that um, process, I ended up getting a therapist. I ended up learning how to reflect and learning how to ask God to search my heart. And I went through the toughest year of my life, 2012. But in the process, God met me in such a wonderful way. And he began revealing to me that he not only loves me, but he likes me. And he likes me for who I am and not for what I do. And as a man, I don't know how you, you have to speak for yourself on this one, but for me, I often define myself by what I did. And I found myself, you know, if somebody, you know, introduce yourself to somebody, they say, well, what do you do? And then you tell them all of your accomplishments and you build yourself up. And you know what I am? I'm, I now answer, if you ask me what I am, I says, I'm an adopted child of God, period. Mm. I'm not the math guy. I'm not the family guy. I'm not even a godly husband and father, which is what I aim to be. I'm just an adopted child of God. And my dad likes me. And for the first time in my life, I am able to rest in that knowledge and not be trying to be well-pleasing or trying to do more and feeling like I never measured up for living in a state of semi-condemnation, which I did for years because I, I wasn't um, living up even to my own expectations. And so it, it's, it's been a life-changing experience. And one thing I'm finding is, is that, um, you know, when you and I speak, we speak for 45 minutes, 50 minutes, and talks provide inspiration and encouragement. But what I'm finding is just if you really want to change your life, in, which I would call transformation, then you need study materials. You need mm. something that you can be more intentional with follow-through questions. And so that's why I wrote the books. There's actually four books, but they um, those are my favorite, I shouldn't say favorite, but the most meaningful topics. And the first one is Crisis to Christ about my journey and the pain that a father can cause to his family. It was my own pain. And then the second book was Knowing God's Love because the more that we are rooted and grounded in God's love, the more we'll be freed up to allow God to search our hearts and receive input from our family members, which we need if we're going to become more like Christ. And then transform the love is loving others as we have been loved and then speaking the truth, which is learning how to communicate as a family. Um, we used to have this counselor teach us how to communicate in our board meetings. And when I say communicate, I mean discuss hard issues. And we used to appoint a sheriff to make sure that we were all um, not wounding each other, not interrupting each other, not making, um, how would I say, reactions instead of thoughtful responses. And we worked at this as a family and to the point where we can almost discuss even the elections. <laughs> but we haven't tackled that one yet. I'm just uh, following it on Facebook. So um, our, my relationship with God has deepened, which has then borne fruit in my relationship with my wife and my sons. And which I'd like to say now is my vertical relationship with my dad colors all of my horizontal relationships. And if I'm in a good place with my dad and my heart's at rest and I'm wanting to wait on him and spend time in his presence and um, I'm going to be a much nicer husband and dad. But if I am anxious and driven and always trying to do more, I'm not going to be fun to be with. And so 
this is my goal now is to be uh, have a Christ-like spirit in my home, and especially with those that are the closest to me. Because, you know, when you're together 24-7, and you know what that means. Home mm-hmm. educators understand that like nobody else does. Things are going to be revealed, and we need to be able to communicate to each other and talk to each other and and do the real work and make the changes and be led by God's spirit into some really deep stuff. But mm. we've come through it. And um, that's, that's the, that's the journey. That was 2012. And pretty much every time I get a chance to talk now, at some point I, I end up sneaking in the gospel, I shouldn't say sneaking in the gospel, but preaching the gospel. Because when I ask an audience this question, almost every chance I get, how many of you believe God loves you? And then most people will raise their hand and they'll say, how many of you believe that God likes you? And it's a different question, but it's, if we don't say yes to the second question, then we really haven't got the gospel yet because God not only loves us, he likes us. And as someone told me the other day, they said, my heavenly father thinks I'm irresistible. (laughs) And I thought, and somebody else told me, my heavenly father has my name up on his refrigerator. So <laughs> I love that. Is, I love this, that image. Yeah. We yeah. can't, we can't, um, what I try to encourage people is, but we can't um, just manufacture that. It's a work of God's spirit, but we need to learn how to spend time waiting on him and reading his word and finding out who his word says he is and not who we think he is. You know, he's not Santa Claus. He's not some angry Zeus, but until we search the scriptures and spend time with him, we don't really know who he is, but the more I know him, the more I love him, and the more I want to spend time in his presence. So I feel like I'm still peeling back layers of funny expectations, you might say, that I put on God and trying to find out who he really is. And the more I find out, I don't believe God is loving. God is love. His whole being radiates love. And that's a very different concept to me even in saying that, so. And I think part of it, you know, how's that Heidi Ho, man, you know, well, you know, Steve, I love you. We're Jay and I are fans of Steve Demi and actually our kids love you for, for those of you who are listening and have never had the the opportunity to hear Steve at a homeschool conference or at a family conference. uh, I always, you know, I encourage everybody, if you get ever get a chance to go hear him, take it because Steve's a real deal. And even out on the road in churches, my husband and I have been ministry for almost 30 years. Uh, it's hard, even in ministry, to find people who are really who are really authentic and very transparent. And that's one of the things that I love about you. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, you and I have had lots of conversations over the years just about where we come from. And I know that there are a lot of people listening to this today who came like I did from uh, a background of being rejected, maybe rejected by their earthly father, and spent most of their lives trying to do exactly what you were describing a few minutes ago, which was, you know, if we just work harder, if we just are better at this, if we just strive more, then somehow we're going to get the approval that we so desperately want. And I think mothers, certainly, um, you're speaking from a dad's perspective, but moms can easily fall into that, particularly home-educating moms. Because, you know, we want to be the best homeschooler that we can be and do the best, you know, diorama (laughs) of the ocean or whatever it is, you know, we're trying to do. And we can miss the hearts of our kids in the process and drive them so hard uh, with the academics and trying to reach a certain place in our homeschooling that we miss the preciousness of developing relationships with our kids. And I'm always telling parents, look at the end of the day, 
whether you're homeschooling or not, but particularly, I think this is true of homeschool moms. At the end of the day, you know, long after we close the last page of that math book, long after we're done, you know, talking about the history of the world and, you know, where uh, countries are on a map, by the grace of God, we're going to have relationships with our children. They're going to be calling us for crockpot recipes and wanting to know uh, how to, you know, and asking us questions about their own children. And the Bible <laughs> is relevant to all of that stuff, right? I mean, right now, yep. I mean, the, the culture is telling us that the Bible's not relevant. It's never been more relevant uh, to our lives than it is right now. And I know that that's also been your experience. And that's some one of the things I just, I love about your message in your heart. Well, Heidi, I, um, I always used to say that the number one thing the kids want from their parents is for their parents to be real. I heard someone say that one time years ago, and I always tried to be. But, you know, now that I have, you might say, faced my demons and confronted my pain and in the spirit, I'm able to be much more real than I ever was before. And there was only a certain depth I could go with my kids because I hadn't been there. You know, you can only... Somebody said once you can teach what you know, but you can only reproduce what you are. That's right. And so for me to be able to disciple my children, you know, I'd love to have a, a do over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ready to I'm just ready to get married and start having children because <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's part of the plan of God that we learn on the job. But but still that would be one of the things I would have done. I would have focused more on my individual relationship with God. If I had to do all over again, I would have focused less on doing things and more on being his son. Boy, that's really good. It's even good for me. I'm listening to you, and I think my blood pressure just dropped like 15 points. <laughs> I feel I feel better. I knew you were supposed to come on the podcast today, even if it was just for me. <laughs> so I uh, I love you, my friend. Would you be willing? I'd love to have you come back one more time. Uh, and I want to kind of sure. go a little bit farther into this sort of speaking the truth in love, something I talk about on the podcast all the time, because uh, truth without uh, love isn't... Uh, is, is worthless, really, and love apart from the truth isn't really love at all. And so I'd love to be able to come back and just dig a little bit deeper into that. Would you be willing to do that with me? Sure. Thank you. Hey, everybody, we're going to um, we're gonna wrap this up for today, but I want to link back to Steve's ministry to uh, Building Faith Families. You can find all things related to Steve Demi at the show notes today. If you go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast, I'll be linking back to Steve and also uh, to the books that he's referring to. I want to encourage you, go pick them up. I've already read them. You'll be completely blessed. We need to keep the focus in our families on what God says is most important and let everything else flow out of that. Thanks for listening today, everybody. I'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at TheBusyMom.com.